0: Hi, I'm Ivana, and I'm Jay, and you're listening to Friends with Elephant,
1: a show for the cool nerding you. It's week 15! Number 15! That is huge! All right, so starting with this episode, right off the gate, I have to tell you about something that happened. So two of my friends are having a baby. Yay. And they want to do a gender reveal party. Okay. Which I'm, you know, I'm super excited for them. Like, that's going to be great. So when he told me, yeah, we're probably going to do this gender reveal party, I was like, so make sure you have enough chairs. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, you need to have enough chairs at parties, people. Like. How many chairs do you need? Enough for everyone. Look, parties suck. Okay. I'm not talking about like. You're you're saying that you
0: don't like house parties.
1: I'm saying that if you're going to have 50 people in a house, make sure there is seating. There's the floor. No, I'm... No, I am... Do I look like a dog? You're sitting
0: on the floor right now. No,
1: listen, that is different. We are doing this for work. We are doing this for (laughs) our listeners who care and love
0: us. (laughs) And we
1: love you too. And we love you too. No, I am talking about... uh, As I get older, I'm starting to realize more and more that the parties with massive amounts of people and the barbecues and all that, they kind of suck.
0: Oh my god, I... I am so upset right now.
1: You end up spending your whole time standing around talking to somebody you do not know and probably will not see to the next one of these parties. I... I want to sit down.
0: I... One of my biggest pet peeves of life is when people are like, oh, I'm too old for this. I'm like, you are young. If you are young, you do not get to say you're old. You don't get to say you're too old for anything until you hit 60.
1: Well, that's that's a long time.
0: I Donna. know that's a long that's time. That, no,
1: come on.
0: Until you're sixty, you don't you're not allowed to be old. I live, I don't even think that you count as a senior till you're like I live an elderly 65. life. Sixty-five. Up
1: before eight on I a Saturday. I know. You and Blake
0: I, are so weird with this <laughs> stuff. Like it's like you go to bed at like seven p.m.
1: <laughs> I have a regimen to keep. Go to bed to at keep. five
0: a.m. I
1: have a regimen to keep. I wake up. I go to work, I come home, and I want to sit. So on my weekend... You spend
0: all day sitting. So on my weekend... Good for those people who force you to stand.
1: On my weekend when I go to these parties, you know, I I love seeing my people. I'm going to get you an Apple Watch
0: because they remind you to stand up every once in a while. Don't
1: you dare get me an Apple (laughs) Watch. I don't want to be reminded that I'm not sitting. So... Uh, yeah, I just, I just think there should be a, chairs for everybody. I feel like that is accommodating. And, uh, and parties are hard I think you need to start enough. acting
0: your age. You need to start acting your age. Parties are amazing. You know what? I would have been with you if you were like, I'm not that into bars. Because the problem with bars is, well, at least for me, oh, the second I get drinking, I become... Really social.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then
0: I go off with people that I've never met before, and I'm never gonna see again. Oh yeah.
1: And then Blake and I have to be like, Where did she go this time? <laughs> yeah. And we have to go and find you. And usually you're down some dark alley, just talking not to down you about four people, and you're but engaging. I am talking to people. And that's awesome. But I mean, but, but I'm you not know gonna what? put and it down. Hold on, I'm not gonna put it down. You have a gift with people. You see people and you don't know them and it's a really great skill actually we were talking about this blake and i were talking about this the other day it is a tremendous skill
0: but this is why i understand if you were like i'm so sick of bars you know what me too because i go out with the intention of hanging out with the people that i love and want to hang out with and then all of a sudden i'm meeting all these new people next thing i know and it's not that those new people are aren't great they they are and I I see them as like beautiful individuals that I'm getting to know but I went out there to be with my friends and then I I can't seem to control myself so I love house parties because they are filled with people that I know the expectation
1: of course is to hang out with everybody at a house party you are expected to talk to everybody how big
0: of house parties are you going to I don't
1: know like 30 people
0: yeah so you know everyone you know all those people
1: No, no.
0: Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I don't like those as much. I like ones where, like, I know everyone. And you know what? If I know
1: everybody, it's different. And they all know that I need a chair, so they let me have a chair.
0: Perfect size of house party? I'm going to take away chairs (laughs) at every house party from
1: now. Don't do that. I love your house. You have so many (laughs) beautiful places to (laughs) sit. I'm going to
0: take them all away. (laughs) It's time for our nerd battle.
1: And this week, we're tributing off to San Andreas, the new Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie where Earthquake is taking out California, and you can feel it on the the West Coast. And Is it the West Coast? It's the East Coast. You can feel it on the East Coast.
0: I I don't know why I actually want to see this movie. I know. It
1: looks so good, but uh, I I haven't seen any reviews we're recording before this has even come out, so it's probably out when you're listening to it now. Uh so I wanted to have a nerd battle about the best all-time disaster movie. So, Ivana, what is the best all-time disaster movie?
0: Independence Day.
1: That is so wrong. It is Twister.
0: Twister. Twister. With Helen Hunt.
1: Don't knock Helen Hunt. And also, it's got Bill Paxton. Eh. Game over, man. Game over. I love Bill Paxton. I'm
0: sorry. Ma I have Will Smith. I have Bill Pullman. I have the best ever, Jeff Goldblum.
1: Okay, you picked this for Jeff Goldblum. No,
0: really, it's actually.
1: I want to hear your argument for why Independence Day is the best.
0: First of all, I love the ending. I think that the fact that the common cold is what kills these aliens is brilliant. I,
1: I think everybody in the world would tell you this is ridiculous. And it's not the common cold.
0: Oh yeah, it's a virus. It's a
1: virus. I was thinking War of the world for a second. But either way, computer
0: virus, I think that's brilliant because we do have a lot of hackers and I think it's very smart.
1: I gave him a virus. That is Jeff Goldblum's famous line from this movie, but it is nowhere near as awesome as Twister because you're talking about a global scale film. There's so much going on in Independence Day, whereas Twister, you get a small scale story with large scale effects. And this is the first time you ever see a movie that actually introduced you to people you never really knew existed. Real life storm chasers became mainstream because of Twister. And I'm so glad they did because storm chasers are really, really cool, interesting things. Also, the idea of putting down Uh, Dolly or Dorothy down in the path of the Twister to get scientific readings, to understand more about Twister so there's more awareness and they can let people know of danger sooner. So cool. I think that the science for Twister totally debunks all of the alien crazy of Independence Day. Well,
0: okay, so Independence Day has to be built in some way more in fantasy than Twister. I will give you that. But it is something that is always present or could happen in our minds. I mean, who doesn't have the thought of what happens if aliens invaded one day? Literally, this is what would happen. And I think that the way that the invasion happens, like, nothing happens for a while, then they blow up the White House, and, like, it is just so epic. And... It has so many great lines, so many different arcs. All the big characters have their own personal arcs. Will oh. Smith gets to finally fly in space. Like it's just brilliant.
1: Which is fine, but you also get these amazing realistic characters. I mean, yeah, it's fun being able to fly with the army and hang out with the president and see what this And nerd Bill Pullman who... as
0: president. I mean, come on, he's such a good president.
1: <sighs> There's that speech. I mean that that speech from Independence Day is pretty awesome.
0: It is and I have it.
1: You you have oh you gotta I'm you, gonna do you it. gotta do this.
0: I'm gonna do everybody, it.
1: this is Friends with Elephants history right here.
0: <laughs> Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from all around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in history of mankind. Mankind That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's the fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny or oppression or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist.
1: That was pretty good.
0: It's just such a good speech. You you
1: may have won a lot of the argument in that speech, but three words. Go for it. Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: I don't really know how to even respond to that.
1: (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman plays this crazy radical guy. Now, most of the time you hear Philip Seymour Hoffman as this super dramatic Capote, uh, which I pronounce his name really weird just (laughs) there, Capote. People think of him that way. But in Twister, you get this goofy, fun-loving, I just love to chase Twister's guy. And he is awesome.
0: He is awesome. I would say that the answer to his character really is Jeff Goldblum.
1: Because he, he's rather, so
0: fumbling and smart that he's kind of the goofy character. He's
1: still riding off his Jurassic Park success. I mean, I would rather watch cows fly through the air than watch Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith try to be funny with aliens in front of them. Are you serious? Yes, man, the merr, cow fly through the air. Yeah,
0: that is so awesome. Simply on concept alone, I'm more interested in the idea that aliens have come to take over the world and annihilate us more than some Twister.
1: So great, the stakes are so high with Twister.
0: The stakes are higher with Independence Day.
1: Oh, no, you know the aliens are gonna lose. Do you? Yes, I Twister could totally you. take out everybody and not to mention, I, I remember everybody who survived in Twister, uh, sorry, in Independence Day. I'm having a hard time remembering who lived and who died in Twister, which makes the rewatch when I do this as soon as we're done this, <laughs> gonna be so much sweeter. Great rendition of that speech though.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Mary Do Ditch Cartoon Character Edition. All
1: right, let's get right into it. I've got 3 cartoons for you. Shoot. Iconic Mickey Mouse. Okay. I've got Barney Rubble from The Flintstones. Ah. And uh from Sailor Moon, a little more contemporary Tuxedo Mask.
0: Tuxedo Mask. Okay, okay. Um this isn't the easiest one. I will say that I'm gonna ditch Mickey Mouse. Okay. He is tiny. He has three fingers. <laughs> I don't know why that's a deal breaker for me. Totally a deal breaker. Um, and and I just I don't really I would break him. Yes. Like no. Okay. Stay away. All right. You're too mousy. Okay. Um, I'm gonna marry Barney. Aw. He's awesome. And he's short. He's cute, but he's strong. He's strong. He
1: is a strong, short man. And he's blonde. And you like blondes.
0: I love blondes. He yep. is, he, Barney Rebel is way better than Fred. He is a catch. Yeah, he's totally catch. And I'm going to do Tuxedo Mask because he's way too mysterious for my taste. I'm like...
1: I like the mystery. Mr. Mystery. I like the mystery.
0: No, I'm kind of, I'm not that into it. I like open books. I like to be buddies with people. I don't want my husband running in and out of my life and throwing roses. Fair. So I'm doing him once and then it's done.
1: Um, How about you? I'm going to go with all the same three. Mickey Mouse is way too innocent. Way too innocent. Like, he's too, he's protected and Disney does not need to slap a lawsuit on me because I, I had anything going on with Mickey Mouse. So, yeah, I no. agree. Yeah. Um, Marion Barney, Barney's just so lovable. He is. He's a great guy. He's such a better husband than Fred.
0: So much better.
1: And I dig the mystery. So I'm going Tuxedo Mask for that, that one night of carnal passion.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's all <laughs> he's good for.
1: And who knows? It might be fun. <laughs> but definitely Barney for marriage.
0: All right. My turn. Jane Jetson, yep. Leela from Futurama. Ooh. And Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons.
1: Oh man. Okay. So I am going to marry Babs, okay. right off the get-go. Marrying Babs. I think that would be exciting. She bounces a lot. She is a very cute bunny. She
0: is adorable. Um.
1: And then I am gonna I'm gonna ditch Jane Jetson. I use I love Judy, but Jane. Oh, she just. No, I got no interest in that because I want an adventurous one night stand, and that is going to be Leela. Do Leela once. She is too commanding to be around all the time, um, but she's gorgeous. Her cyclone-ness is know, doing really something works. for her. I don't know. Uh, so I will, um, or Cyclops. Did I say Cyclone? I don't even know. Cyclopsness <laughs> uh, is doing something for her. So I'm going I guess with it's Leela.
0: Cyclosis. A new oh, word.
1: New words. I must be my psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you?
0: Alright, uh, I'm also gonna ditch Jane. Who is a redhead?
1: Whoa! The redheaded curse. Defeated.
0: Defeated.
1: Amazing.
0: Uh but it's because she is a kind she doesn't have the personality of a redhead. She's right. kind of boring. Like she's like a regular mom and I, that's just not it for me. I'm gonna marry Leela. Because she's commanding, and she's exciting, okay. and she can kick ass, um, I think we'd be a good power couple. Maybe. And also, she's voiced by Katie Seagal, who's like my favorite in the entire world. All right. Um, And then I'm going to do Babs, because as you said, she is adorable.
1: Adorable. I love that little tail.
0: I know with those ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. This week, we promised it, it is Mad Max Fury Road on the movies and TV section, so... Let's just get it out there. This is my favorite movie so far of 2015. I've seen like five or six movies. This is by far my favorite.
0: I love this movie. I don't, I I can't at this moment in my life say whether or not it's my favorite of the whole year, but I love this movie. I like
1: how much is not said in the film.
0: I know. It
1: leaves everything to so much discussion. You can think about Furiosa's backstory. Uh, you know, the changes that may have been made to Max aren't, they're not bad, like, they're fine.
0: You know what, because I'm not that into Mel Gibson, woohoo, Tom Hardy, you're awesome.
1: Oh, he was fantastic as Mad Max. Um, he got all the, I mean, really, it's, it's an interesting character to play. There's a lot of grunts, there's a lot of one word stuff. And Mel but Gibson did similarly the same with thing. His
0: eyes, and and he was just—I don't know—he's such a man in the best possible way, and Furiosa is such a woman in the best oh, possible man, way. Oh man, this is
1: this is like the ultimate feminine movie. Oh yeah. Because here you have a band of amazing ass-kicking women who just live in their life and do not take crap from anyone. They are all strong female characters.
0: It's so funny because I, in the band of women, I kind of like see in a whole different perspective. To me, they're not ass-kicking women. They are women who want to be peaceful and plant and just like help to sustain the cycle of life. But... The world has changed and so they step up because they have to step up but it's not because they're ass kicking women they're actually like just any woman but women step up and i feel like that was kind of oh that is what it was that's what this movie was about it was about women who just step up
1: but can we talk about the ass kicking in this movie because this action movie in my opinion is a game changer just like the jason bourne series and uh the matrix like those movies changed how action movies were made i cannot see somebody doing action today seeing this movie and going about as they always did this is practical effects back in the forefront all of those chases which is basically the movie all actually happen yeah this is people running on top of vehicles and actually fighting and it's the stakes are so high; anyone could die at any second.
0: I and you'd have no idea. You have no idea what's I mean, going to happen. I'm sure Furiosa was going to die.
1: Oh my gosh! I spoilers, guys. Oh, We're gonna yeah. we gotta we gotta make sure that you understand there are some spoilers in all of our movie talks.
0: And that's true. That's just like a part of movie talks, which is why we give you a week's notice so that you can watch it with us. Exactly. But I it, oh I don't know this movie, and I'm not that like I. I like a lot of action movies because I like the movies that lend themselves towards action, but I actually don't really like most action sequences in movies. Like, Jay, when we were leaving this movie, I did not go to the bathroom during this movie because I didn't, I felt like the fighting in this movie had enough talking and, and sort of plot points in the fight that I was actually engaged all the way through, where normally fights happen and I'm like, okay. Big fight, climax fight. I'm gonna go to the bathroom
1: right now. And there was a lot of times in the action sequences where you watched what was going to happen before it happened. So, in a lot of action movies today, all of a sudden something badass just happens. So, a guy's in a in a scuffle. All of a sudden he grabs a shotgun. Boom. Yeah. In the Mad Max world, it's like guy grabs a shotgun. Realizes there's only one shell. The the shells on the on the ground. There's still stuff going on. Grab the shell. Put it in and. You watch as those scenarios of, of suspense happen all the way through. And when I'm watching this movie, did you ever see Black Swan? Yes. The finale of Black Swan where she is dancing and going into the full, she is becoming the Black Swan is so powerful to me that my gut wrenches Absolutely. with the tension that yeah. is happening on screen. I'm not blown away. That happened while watching the action sequences in this movie three times wow. to me. I was gut punched by what was happening in front of me.
0: There were three times in the movie where like I I jolted back in my seat because something felt surprising to me, like that I was like, "Oh, oh my God.
1: And oh my God. Yes, like, I know
0: I, I, it was. And I think as you said it, the slowing it down made me follow along like
1: It also raised the stakes.
0: Way raised the stakes. And I and although that isn't technically realistic, I actually was reading an audiobook this week hilarious on the timing. Okay. uh called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh sure. And he talks a lot about well in, in certain parts of this he talks about accounts Of people, especially police officers, who get into a situation where they raise their gun and they have to use their gun.
1: And it's, they raise the stakes.
0: And it totally raises the stakes, but as he says, to the person, these things that happen in two, three, four, five seconds, in their memory of it, what, what happens to a person when all of a sudden your human stakes are raised that high is that you kind of black out everything that isn't pertinent and You have hyper-focus on the things that are and that it feels like forever even though it's only a few seconds.
1: Exactly. So go ahead and see it. Now next week. Next week. Next week we are going to take a look at another pilot for a TV show. We're going to do Wayward Pines. This is a new, um, I think the executive producer is M. Night Shyamalan, but it's getting amazing, amazing reviews. I mean, the
0: star-studded cast is pretty phenomenal. These are people who don't do television. Crazy.
1: It's like Matt Dillon and uh, Shannon Sossaman, who I haven't seen her in years in anything. Toby Jones.
0: Juliette Lewis. Juliette
1: Lewis. Melissa Leo. Academy Award winning Melissa Leo. Yeah. Terrence Howard.
0: This is just amazing. Like... Watch it with us. I mean, maybe it'll be bad, but it looks good. It has an 8.4 rating on IMDB. And
1: it's all about this guy who's going to investigate the the missing federal agents. uh, And all of a sudden the question becomes, what the hell is going on in Wayward Pines? I'm really excited. I'm gonna try it uh, and try it with us. So that's it for today's show folks. Thank you again so much for listening. All week long I'm getting emails, I'm getting comments, I'm getting tweets, thank awesome, you so much. Awesome
0: Twitter replies. I mean, thank you guys so much for engaging with us. That is what we want, please keep it up.
1: And if you'd ever like to reach out to us at all, make sure you uh, to go to friendselephants.com to do that.
0: Or Facebook slash Friends Elephants.
1: You can email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com.
0: On Twitter, I'm at It's And
1: I'm at Jester J. And
0: please take some time, rate us on whatever system you are listening to us from.
1: That's right. If you are listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, make sure that you give us a, a, a rating, pop us up. That means we get to keep going with this show and uh, your feedback is always appreciated.
0: Thank you guys so much. All right, it is time. It is so time. It's now really hard.
1: (gasps) Freedom! Freedom.